You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. From the Warwick Radio Studios at Warwick Public Library, this is the Warwick History Quiz Show. Please welcome today's contestants. Tanisha Sampson from Cranston, Rhode Island, and Jennifer Byerman from the Lakewood neighborhood in Warwick. And now, here is the host of the Warwick History Quiz Show, Jen Linton. Hello, welcome to our contestants and to Peggy Malcolm, Chair of the Warwick Commission on Historical Cemeteries and Secretary of the Warwick Historical Society. It's wonderful to have you with us, Peggy. Thank you so much. Tanisha and Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Our game is a simple one. Contestants will answer questions about Warwick history, and the contestant who answers the most questions correctly wins. We'll play five rounds. The contestant starting each round can answer their question or pass it to their opponent, and the winner of each round will be the first player in the next round. Contestants can also ask for a hint. Peggy will provide the hints, and contestants may ask for two hints during the game. Today's show is our Halloween show, and in the spirit of the holiday, all of our questions are about Warwick's historic cemeteries. I understand each of you has a unique experience with cemeteries. Peggy, you have a passion for historic cemeteries, and they're an important part of your life. Yes, they are. I have been the chair of the Warwick Commission for, I believe, 10 years now. Um, I've been a part of the commission for 15, or possibly 16 years. There are 166 cemeteries in Warwick. I visited every single one of them. Wow. And some of them are pretty cool. Nice. How did that interest start? Civil War battlefields. Ooh. Um, my late husband was a Civil War fanatic, and I have been to many battlefields, and he would go to the battlefield, and I would visit the cemetery. Nice. Uh, Tanisha, uh, your name came from a cemetery. Can you it, tell us more about that? It did. Um, my parents have been together forever, literally. Mm-hmm. And when they were kids walking home from school, they used to walk through the Roger Williams Park Cemetery in Providence. And they stumbled upon a stone that said Tanisha. Mm-hmm. And they decided that day that that would be their future first little girl's name. How cool. Yeah. And they were only oh. kids, like 11, 10. Oh, oh wow. And... Oh. The ironic piece of that for me is the fact that my name means it's born on Monday, and I was born on a Monday. Who would have thought that many years later, and I've just always um, gravitated towards cemeteries and spirit world, I guess. Oh, wow. It's just meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer, you learned to drive in a cemetery. Yes, not only drive, but drive a stick shift. Oh, my. <laughs> my Bonus mom, points. <laughs> yeah, my mom figured that's the easiest place. It had hills and sharp turns to learn how to downshift and everything. So That's a really great It idea. was fun. Okay, I was going to say, did you take to it? No, I no. did. I did. It was fun driving there. All right. There's a tip for everybody out there with driver's ed. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> okay. So let's start the quiz. Uh, the category for our first round is a brief layover. Jennifer, you won the coin toss, so okay. you'll begin. Your question is, before there were backhoes to dig graves in winter, people who died when the ground was frozen were kept where? A, in a barn, B, in a receiving tomb, or C, in an ice house? I'm going to say an ice house. 
I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh. A receiving tomb. I don't know what a receiving a, tomb is. I'm about to tell you. Thank it's, you. An, it's, it's an enclosed and protected area on the cemetery grounds where the deceased could be stored until the ground was soft enough to dig. Oh. So there was more than one person in there. Yes. They would mm. just pile them in or something? They would. I mean, they'd be in a coffin. Okay. Okay. But they would be stored there until until the, the, ground, until was the ground was diggable. Okay. Shovelable. How large are they typically? How about like a receiving tomb to be like a barn? Six. Six, six, coffins. six people, oh, give wow. or take. Okay. Tanisha. Mm-hmm. What animal watches over the receiving tomb in Brayton Cemetery in Appenog? A, a mouse, B, a vulture, or C, a wolf? I believe a vulture. That is incorrect. It's a wolf. No. Oh, really? (laughs) It's a mouse. It's a mouse. Yes. Uh, Robert Radigan, uh, the artist who painted the cinder blocks in the entrance of the tomb to look like wooden doors, always places a mouse in his artwork. How about that? Brayton Cemetery is the only cemetery in Warwick that has a receiving tomb. And it was blocked up by cinder blocks many, many, many years ago. But it just, as people were driving through Appenog, you could see the tomb, but, you know, cinder blocks, and that looked ugly. So about eight years ago, we hired this artist to come and put doors. So anytime you're going from... Appenog to East Greenwich, look to the cemetery on the left, and you'll see the doors and the little mouse. I've seen that. Okay. And I noticed that the doors were there later. Mm. And I've always wondered. Yeah. So that's what that is. That's what that is. That's the receiving tomb. I've seen it, yes. Because you're always stuck in traffic right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Coming or going, you're stuck in traffic. Yep. Okay. We're tied after the first round at zero. It's okay. Plenty of game to go. All right. Tanisha, you won the coin toss to start the second round. Our category is In Loving Memory. And both contestants, you'll be answering two questions during this round. Okay. And a reminder, you each get two hints to use throughout this game. Thank you. Okay. Tanisha. A soul effigy, also known as a flying death head, is a skull with wings that was carved into headstones in the 1700s. It later morphed into A, a skeleton with wings, B, a large flying bird, or C, a portrait of the deceased when they were alive. Remember, you can ask for a hint if you need one. I think I'll ask for a hint, please. The hint is, Mercy Beecher, is that you? The person themselves? The portrait of the deceased? Yeah. You are correct. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Soul effigies appeared on headstones during the entire colonial period, eventually changing to portraits with hair, eyelashes, and collars before going out of fashion in the early 19th century. Mm. Well done. All right. Second question coming up. Tanisha, which of these is best for cleaning a headstone? Is it A, A1, B, C4, or C, D2. It's quite the alphabet soup there. Yeah. <laughs> a number. Um, I'd hate to use another hint, but I think I have to because I don't understand the letters and numbers. So you would like the hint? Yes, please. I will give you the hint. The hint is steak sauce and explosives 
are not recommended. Um. <laughs> okay, so without the first letters, the choices are A1, C4, or D2. D2. You got it. D2 is a biological solution that removes mold, mildew, and stains from air pollution from monuments, headstones, and architectural surfaces. That was one of my favorite clues, Peggy. That's <laughs> 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 All right, Jennifer, on to you. Pressure's okay. on. All right. Sarah Teft's bones lie in a grave on the Green Homestead in Connecticut. In 1868, the Rhode Island Historical Society removed her headstone for safekeeping. Why? A, it was badly stained. B, a cult was worshiping at her grave. Or C, it was believed to be the oldest marked gravestone in New England. Oh, man. Hmm. I will use a hint, please. The hint is Sarah Taft died almost 400 years ago. Would you like him again? <laughs> yes. Okay. Is it A, it was badly stained? B, a cult was worshiping at her grave? Or C, it was believed to be the oldest marked gravestone in New England? I still don't know, so I'm going to guess. Uh... That doesn't make sense. Well, think though. about think about the clue, though. I know. So I will just say it's the oldest in New England. Yes. Okay. Yes. The stone is Warwick's oldest marked gravestone, but not New England's. Oh. Crudely etched field stone appears to read 1642, but extensive evaluation has revealed that the date is actually 1672. Yay! Oh, positively modern. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have your second question. Okay, okay. I'm ready. In 1675, during King Philip's War, Shawmut resident John Wicks's head was impaled on a pole and his torso was tossed in a bramble thicket. The head and torso were buried in side-by-side graves in the Stone Castle Lot Cemetery on West Shore Road. In 1881, the graves were marked with a sandstone slab, which has been moved. Where is the slab now? A, the Rhode Island Historical Society. B, Warwick Public Library. Or C, Warwick City Hall. Hmm. Where is the slab moved? It's horrible. I'm going to use my hint again, too. The hint is it might be closer than you think. Ah. Then it's here at the library. That is yes, correct. It is. We see it every day coming up the, the hallway, <laughs> the lobby. Um, the slab was displayed at Thayer Ice Rink and John Wick's Elementary School before it moved to Warwick Public Library. It's I wasn't kind of thinking. Near the fountain. Yeah, no, I see it all the time. I wasn't hearing his name. <laughs> you know it's what okay. I was going with was was the um, King Philip's War. Mm. There was a lot to, to sift through there. Yeah, my brain went to King Philip's War because there's also something in Cumberland about that. Okay, and that's a. Nine Men's Misery. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. We're moving on to our third category, and it is the Budlongs. Tanisha, you're up. Mm-hmm. In 1903, five members of the Budlong family were moved from graves in Brush Neck Farm, the family's Buttonwoods homestead, to Brayton Cemetery, but family elders Francis and Rebecca weren't relocated. Why? A, they were buried at sea. B, they were cremated, or C, their graves have never been found. 
I'm going to go with C. Their graves were never found. Correct. Yes. Francis and Rebecca were killed during King Philip's War in 1675, and their three-year-old son, John Budlong, was kidnapped. John was later returned to his uncle in trade for a wagon load of pumpkins. Wow. Tale as old as time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything more about that in this trade for a wagon load of pumpkins? Red pumpkins. <laughs> they were red pumpkins, yep. Yeah. Wow. And they were special. <laughs> okay. Obviously. They must be. A trade for a child. Hmm. Uh, all right. All right. Jennifer. Yes. In 1925, Henry Warner Budlong, who was also buried in Brighton Cemetery, donated the money to build what cultural institution at the center of Appenog? A, the library, B, the armory, or C, the rotary? Well, I know it's not C, the rotary. The first thing that popped into my head was the um, the armory. I'm, I'm wrong. Sorry, that is incorrect. I should have said this is a library. I should have gone library. The Henry Warner Budlong Memorial Library is also known as the Appenog branch of the Warwick Public Library. And you can see Henry's name displayed prominently across the top of the building. Yeah, can I do that question over? I, that's you know, that's the library. I didn't know that. <laughs> hmm. The topic for our fourth round is our founders. Tanisha, you are now in the lead, so after hearing the question, you can decide whether to answer or pass it to Jennifer. The question is, the 1926 booklet, an interesting chapter in the history of Rhode Island, claims that Ezekiel Holloman is buried in the Warner Lot Historical Cemetery in Connecticut, but no headstone for Ezekiel has been found. What is Ezekiel Holloman known for? A, starting a cult, B, baptizing Roger Williams, or C, cutting down his neighbor's trees? B? That's correct. That's correct. Ezekiel Holloman and Roger Williams were founders and original members of the First Baptist Church in Providence, Rhode Island. Jennifer, you're up. Okay. One of Warwick's lost cemeteries is known as the Schoolmaster Lot because it holds the remains of Mr. Emmett, a school teacher who died in 1727. It was laid out in 1663 by Stukeley Westcott, who was buried there with his wife. What is the importance of the schoolmaster lot? A, it was Warwick's first public burial ground. B, it's where the first casualties of King Philip's War were buried. Or C, many school teachers are buried there. This is a harder question than she got. <laughs> <laughs> There's no crying in trivia show. Okay. <laughs> I'm stuck between two. Hmm. They could be both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go because it has the same word in it, I guess. Oh, because school teachers are buried there. That's probably not correct. I think it's a fine guess. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's wrong. the incorrect guess. Yeah. Is it number um, one? It is. It was the first public burial ground. Yeah, that was my so guess. The cemetery yep. was located on the north side of Stukeley Westcott's property on West Shore Road behind Warwick Fire Station number four. And we just put a kiosk up at his Did you? cemetery, yes, explaining about the cemetery being laid out and a bit of the Westcott family history. Oh, that's great. Very nice. Are there kiosks at other cemeteries around the city? Or the only city? other one is at the Poor Farm in Buttonwoods. Okay. Very nice. We have come to our final category, which is your final resting place. Tanisha, you're still in the lead, so the same rules apply. You okay. can pass or 
answer the question after you hear it. General George Sears Green, a graduate of West Point, a founder of the American Society of Civil Engineers and Architects, and a hero in the Battle of Gettysburg, is buried in his family cemetery at the top of a hill in Appenog. What makes his grave stand out? A, a two-ton boulder rests on his grave. B, an angel weeps over his headstone. Or C, his headstone includes his Civil War nickname, Pap. C. That would be cool, but no. No. That is not mm. correct. Um, it's a two-ton boulder oh, that rests my, on that his was grave. That first guess, too. Wow. And, and Peggy, I understand you're a fan of General Green. What makes him stand out for you? Well, first of all, that boulder comes directly from Culp's Hill in Gettysburg. Wow. Wow. And was brought here by train and wagon when General Green died in 1901. Well, so what's significant about this boulder? Why, why that boulder? Because on the second day of Gettysburg Battle, General Green was asked to defend Culp's Hill. He had a contingent of 1,300 men. Everybody else had gone to Little Round Top. And he was, had been a, an architect, and he had designed some breastworks. So he had his men dig breastworks, and they defended, those 1,300 men defended up to 8,000 people. Wow. And, That's amazing. And won. And that was basically the turning point of the Civil War battle. Huh. So it's yeah. quite the memorial. It's yes. a fitting memorial yes. Yes. that boulder And he was, he left Warwick when he was 18 and went to New York. Um, he had hoped to go to Brown University, and his family had just run into some pretty hard times mm. in the shipping industry. So he left at 18 years old, went to work in a mill store in New York, and met a general and the general said, you're pretty smart. And he said, yeah, you know, I am. Mm-hmm. And they gave him appointment to West Point. Wow. So he graduated in 1823 and went on to teach at West Point a bit for five years. And one of his students was Robert E. Lee. Wow. So those are just a little bit of things. And then he, he left after many years. He, he left at the... Army, and went to went on to get d- degrees in architecture, medicine, and law. And then, twenty five years later, when the Civil War broke out, he volunteered his service and he went back, and he joined the army again. Became a second, started out as a second lieutenant, and ended up as a brigadier general. Mm-hmm. So wow. he's pretty cool. Oh, absolutely fascinating. He's, he's pretty cool. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Okay, Jennifer. Yes. Strictly speaking, cemeteries and graveyards are different things. What makes graveyards unique? A, graveyards are larger than cemeteries. B, graveyards are inside churchyards. Or C, graveyards have headstones and footstones. I'm going to go B, being in the church. That is correct. Yes. Graveyards belong to churches, and cemeteries are independent burial grounds where anyone can be laid to rest. I did not know that. I didn't either. 
And uh, P.S. I didn't know any of the others either. So <laughs> just to be clear. Congratulations, Tanisha. You are our winner with four correct answers. And congratulations, Jennifer. You are our runner-up with three correct answers. Tanisha will take home a $25 gift card to Elizabeth's Portofino Restaurant on Post Road. And Jennifer will receive a $10 gift card to Cafe Tempo Coffee House in Athenog. Yum. Thank yes. you. Thank you both for playing our game. And thank you, Peggy, for helping us learn more about our Warwick heritage. It was my pleasure. The Warwick History Quiz Show is a co-production of Warwick Radio and the Warwick Historical Society. If you would like to be a contestant on the show, write to radio at warwicklibrary.org. Established in 1932, the Warwick Historical Society is located at the historic John Waterman Arnold House at 25 Roger Williams Circle. The house is open to the public on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and you can visit online at whsri.org. Thank you for tuning in to the Warwick History Quiz Show. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.